Hey, this is Aaron Conley. I make uh, Saber Two Swordsman, and you're listening to Eleven O'clock Comics. <laughs> Sufficient. Uh, I was going to do a meow, but you know. I knew it. I knew you were thinking of that. That's cold. Ah. But you'll have that. Didn't we just do this? It feels like we kind of just did this. We 24 did. hours ago. It's okay. I can do another it's one. It's actually been, we haven't done anything since January. That's true. It's first, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen you guys in the last month. <laughs> um, really do. What are we like? Right? 12? We're twelve again. All right, Dad Joe. The hubba uh, bubba. Right, take my hubba bubba. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> said, "All right, cool guy." <laughs> do you want me to do the woohoo again? Vince? No, we're good. Right, whatever. I don't, I don't want to erase all this. Good adequate. I said sufficient. Uh, okay. We know real meant. Sufficient bordering on. Sofrito? Workmanlike. Sofritas. Isn't it about time for little Vinny to come down so you can yell at him? No. And he just water off a duck's ass. He just blew me off last night, too. He's like, yeah, well, He knows you're all barking, no bite. I need my headphones. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Come at me, bro. <laughs> come at you with a two-by-four. You can know it. Manatees. Manatees. There's a new Geico commercial with manatees wearing uh, vanity tees. And at the end of it, the kid's like, and it's, it's, it's a kid and his, his parents at, at an aquarium. And, and one of them, uh, you know, one of the t-shirts is like, I'm a stupid. One of them's about, you know, like something about tacos. And one of the manatees is wearing a t-shirt. So the kid says, what's come at me, bro. And the dad's like, it, something you say to a friend. And he just like kind of shrugs it off and looks at his wife. It's like, so. It's not as good as Washington crossing the Delaware or anything, but. I want a Palmetto t-shirt. Yeah, you do. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else is awesome? This here thing that you have filling your eardrums. It's 11 o'clock comics. Episode. Holy crap. Episode. What the frig episode number is this? 500. <laughs> And 21. Not 21. And, and I'm the absent-minded Vince B. Ah, oh, you are, Flubber, and I am David A. Price. You are, and I'm an inking master because I'm DJ Tamby. What? Wow. I'm kind of digging the, uh, the, the setup. The Me too. Me too. And I like the coaches. I mean, I actually, I, I do like the coaches. The teams are, some of the guys on the teams are. I don't like Old Buck too much, but. I don't know. He he uh, he slayed that that challenge last week with the perspective. He did. And he's talented. Sorry, but he's talented. Yeah, he is. But Tammy's my duke. Oh, yeah, no. T- Tammy's no joke. What are you talking You're about? You're not up on the Ink Master? Ink Master. It is Ink Master, oh, bro. No, I haven't been watching it. DJ Tammy, the one last Ink Master. He's the champ from last season. Right. Okay. And now they brought back a thing this year. The, the gimmick this year season is three of the former Ink Master champs are mentoring a team. So, like some weeks, the teams just do their thing, and then get the best team gets 
uh, immunity. But then, like last week, they had the 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 uh, coaches, the mentors had to do tats against each other, and whichever one of them did the best, their team got immunity. So um, it's it's been cool. Nice seeing that teamwork yes. aspect. Yeah. What's... But Tamby's Tamby's insanely good. Ryan and still has her own show or no? Uh, it's over no, now. That, that I mean, it was a setup yeah. for some of the people to be on yep. on this season. Oh. If they beat if they beat the Angel, they it was it was three tattooers and and um, first one whoever wins um, the first round uh, gets a buy, and then the two um, no I'm sorry first person's eliminated out of the three. And then, uh, and then the last two go head to head, and then the winner of that gets the challenge an angel. And if they beat an angel, they get they got a spot on this season of Ink Master. Correct. Nice. Well, yep. like a large back tat, you got to commit. You will commit <laughs> to saving tons of money with TCBService.com. Where you can get all your favorite funny books and collectibles at a fraction of the price listed in the previews. That's DCBService.com. Unfortunately, the list of specials is not up yet because it's the beginning mm-hmm. of the month. They they got to think about it, deliberate, and see what we're going to save huge amounts on. But rest assured, like I always say, the discounts will be both deep and polentiful. Polentiful. Do you like polenta? Oh, yes. Please note that if you have received uh, the previews, go to the Dark Horse section, and when you come to the Bean World Omnibus, circle that page, because you're going to buy it. Damn skippy, bippy. Yep. Must have. Cannot wait. It's going to be great. Maybe we'll finally get around to uh, talking about Bean World 4. Maybe. Maybe we'll finally get Mr. Martyr on. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because now well, we're talking. Know, I, I do have to. I mean, it, it's it'll be nice to have the collection for anybody who doesn't have those single issues. Um, but you know, if someone has OCD, there might be something about having the four hardcovers and then this complete collection as a softback. If anybody's particular about those kind of things, for who some is? people, I'm saying for some people. Oh, it, I thought it, you meant in like, attendance. You know, like the whole trade dress. No, 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 not here. I mean, it's, it's you know, listen, we, we all understand that it's, it's the content is, is what's important. Content is king. The, the packaging is just, that. that's just how it gets to you. As, as long as right. you're able to consume it, that's what matters. Right. But the best way to get them to you is dcbservice.com. Yes. Just go there. Indeedy do you. Hey, hold up a second. I think uh, my kid is running a bath, and like he's been gone from his room for like 15 minutes. So I'm a feeling he either forgot or I want to make sure this tub's not about to. This is okay. Cool. All right, we'll keep that. Uh, sorry, up. man. I'm taking it behind the scenes. But no, you got to you got to do that. Hold up. You got to do that. Hold up. No, we're not going to hold up. We're just keep talking while you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, and did you know, Dap, this Wednesday, this past Wednesday. The second volume of the Grendel Tales omnibus shipped. Oh, did it? Yes, it did. And we will be reading our. Um, uh, did we decide on which next chapter was going to be? 
Well, we were skipping Devil's Hammer, and then we did the one after that, and there's only one more left in the volume after Devil's Hammer. And right, uh, but you have, you have the volume, so I'm going to go by whichever, whatever you say we're reading next. Is what oh, just savages around oh, here. Jesus. What happened? I guess talking about. No, it's it's fine. It, it was full, but he was there. I didn't know that he had gotten back to his room. I didn't see him walk by. My man. My man, 50 grand. So, yeah, we were just talking about uh, Grendel Tales. Oh, nice. Yeah. What are you drinking? I am drinking Close de los Siete. Hmm. Hmm. The Argentinian red table wine that I, I mentioned that's often a enough. Wine. Yes. Right. A little vino. Yeah, well, you, you gave me so much grief uh, back uh, last month when we talked about <laughs> drinking beer. Then I figured I damn well better get the grape. Ah, beer for that, that 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 special once a month get together known as the book of the month. Um, what are you drinking, Vince? Jug wine, Carlo mm-hmm. Rossi. Table wine. You eat it with food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am. Um, Do you though? This- That's what it says on the bottle. <laughs> wow. So last night, um, I know. I know everybody who's been on the edge of their seat since last month when 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 I teased that I was drinking something special since I didn't get to say it. Uh, this is part of the 19 Crimes family. Um, it is a very it's it's a funkier bottle than usual. It is a little pricier than the majority of their line, but this is 19 Crimes, the Warden. Oh yes, and it has a boss uh, dog. It's it's it says uh, from the late 1700s to the late 1800s with apostrophes, approximately 162,000 men and women were transported via boat to a desolate island for a violation and conviction of one of 19 crimes. The warden celebrates those who cleverly ruled these cunning convicts um, with with Top Guard, using them as a source of labor to build public facilities, uh, transforming them into colonists who forged a new country brick by brick. These men and women, both the incarcerated and their custodians, were the building blocks of the nation we would come to know as Australia. Or so you have a little history lesson. Yeah. This is very red. Really Scooby-Doo. Is it really? If you have the Facebook, yeah. It's on there. What? Yeah. They said Australia is really Scooby-Doo. They traced the outline, how it looks like a dog's head, but they (laughs) they did an outline of Scooby-Doo around it. Uh, Uh, I see. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. That sounds very tasty, Dap, and and very informative. So you learn why you you get uh, all drunk Mm-hmm. Did we establish it this while I was gone that this is in fact the bonus app? No, but we will. No, no, okay. because well, this was because we had the sponsorship spot at the top. But yes, you are going to get uh, at least we we definitely are doing five in February, the shortest month of the year. But the goal is to make up for last month. Oh, dude, yeah, we're gonna do six of a so, bonus, so it's six. Consider this the one we missed last month, and then we got it. We own five, right? Yeah. Happy yeah, times. Don't. Maybe we'll even do one in person. 
It's possible. It just totes possible. Yep. So let's um, talk about the comics because it's like almost yes. 15 minutes and we didn't even get there yet. It's been a long oh, time. Yeah. Which is so unusual for us. I no, I'm just saying. Uh, so we teased last time that there may be a book that came out recently, two issues of which, um, where one of us disagrees with the opinions of the other two. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, not, not two issues. The yeah. first issue, we were all in agreement. Yeah. The, yeah, we all liked the first issue. The second issue. Right. That's what I'm talking about. The second about. issue, yeah. right. Okay. Written by Chip Zdarsky. Illustrated, magnificently illustrated, I may add, by Mr. Jim Chung. With inks by John Dell, Walden Wong, and Mr. Chung himself. Frank Martin did the colors. And I'm talking about the newest incarnation of Marvel 2-in-1. Mm-hmm. Beautiful cover. It is a gorgeous cover. It really is. So the setup, and I don't believe you told me exactly how Reed and Sue disappeared. It happened at the end of a Marvel event that I didn't read. Well, it, it kind of happened at the end of Secret Wars. And then uh, we did see Valeria and um, Franklin at the, what, what was that, Jason? That was that Legacy, or was that was that that was that one shot? They were was in that, it? right? Oh yeah. Hmm. I'm not recalling. Okay. Sorry. So Better that's that, the end of Secret Wars when they uh, they decide like kind of we're, we're out, out into for the cosmos. A while. Yeah, we're out. Yeah. That's the last time we saw Reed and Sue. Yeah, well, it wasn't yeah. that long ago. Right. Hmm. Right. Like a year ago? Has well, it been I, more than a year? I think Secret Wars is more than a year, yeah. Has it? Yep. Okay. Because yeah. there, there have been events in between Secret Wars and this. Yeah, you're right. January 2016 it ended. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been two freaking years. Wow. Okay. So, in a nutshell, Reed and Sue. And uh, Franklin and Valeria are gone. The first family, yep. And Johnny is feeling some kind of way. And as Johnny is wont to do when he's confused, he is not called hothead for nothing. He pushes his body and his emotions to the limit. And um, in the first issue, he's doing his little race car thing, and he just pedaled to the metal in a, in a time when he shouldn't have, and the car goes kablooey. And Johnny walks out of it unscathed because he's the Human Torch. Uh, word gets to to uh, to Ben, and um, by Spider Man actually, Ben was giving a a uh, speech for a some kind of a fund and uh, or an award. And uh, Spider Man got there late, Peter Parker, um, and tells him that uh, here. Uh, I got the took all the stuff that was in the Baxter building because Peter did inhabit that building at one time, right? And now the Parker uh, Industries is no more, thankfully. So, so Peter uh, flips Ben the keys and says, "Hey, all your old stuff is is in a warehouse. Why don't you go check it out?" So while Ben is lounging in the trusty old chair 
that he used to occupy, who pops in but Dr. Doom. And I have no experience with this Dr. Doom. This is the Iron Man Dr. Doom? The mm-hmm. the infamous? Yes. Okay. Zero experience. And um, I guess he's trying to reform to mend his... Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much... I mean, he's pretty much been a hero. Heroic. He, he hasn't been... It's just that because of the Fantastic Four's history, they're just dubious of it, but he has been legitimately a hero since all this happened. Can I ask why? What do you mean? Why would he be a hero? Like, why did he decide to take that path? Um, I don't know. I mean, isn't it born straight out of Secret Wars? Because Yeah, I believe it's, yes. Yeah, I mean, he... he it's just like when all the bad... It's like when Lex Luthor Mag- Magneto went uh, mm. went good. They just they realized the error of their ways. Okay. So apparently... There could be more to it. Again, much like you, I haven't read... I I, have, I think I read the first issue, maybe two issues of um, of, of that, his that Iron Man book. Yeah. I so wonder if I, I don't... Part yeah. of it might have to... I mean, because he was also... It's... Um, it might have something to do with wanting to... Um, do right by his daughter, by, by do right by Valeria. So it's, it, it's weird. It, it's, it's, and with Tony Stark, um, not around to be able to, to, to wear the armor at the time. It was, yeah, it, it's, I, he, he's, there's a sense of entitlement, but yes, he is trying to, um, it, it, I, I don't think he has, I don't think he has a, the land to survey anymore so it's I think it's just something to do with the character okay so while Ben is lounging in the chair in comes Dr. Doom and says forsooth dumbass um, I have something for you and he gives him this, this little device and it can only be opened by Ben and it's Reed and and Reed starts to embark upon this long-winded, based on the nature of our departure, you would be hearing and seeing any different given message because I tweaked it to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, blah, 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 I'm sorry. Here, here's the deal. You got to take care of Johnny because he's probably all busted up that we're not around. I'm going to give you something called the multiplane and what this thing is, it's a gateway to a nexus of infinite possibilities, infinite dimensions, where Ben and Johnny can go have tons of adventures because that's what they're supposed to do. And in order to pick up Johnny out of his doldrums, Ben kind of, sort of, maybe embellishes the truth a little bit mm-hmm. and tells Johnny that Reed and Sue may still be alive. And I read that, and I believe I said it when we talked about it the first time, I read that as not only Ben telling Johnny what Johnny wanted to hear, Ben's saying what he wants to hear Sure, as well. He wants it to be true. Because Ben is the optimist. He's the, he's the eternal optimist. He's the rock. Unwavering. Unfaltering rock. Boom. Uh, 
in the uh, in that Marvel Legacy one shot from last year, Reed and Sue do not appear in the issue on the last page is just uh, Valeria and Franklin flying through space. Okay. Now I'm slightly confused with this transmission that Sue and we have black Panthers in it. It it reads at the controls of something, something very bad is going down. This is, is an event that happened during Secret Wars, yes? Wait, say that again? Wait, what? There's a transmission what? going on. And and Sue is talking to Ben. And she's saying, Ben, this is doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like all the other times. I don't think we're going to get out of this. And there, it looks like something's going on in the background. And she's like, promise me, if something happens... To me and Reed, take care of the kids and and Johnny, and you know just promise me. And it looks like something. Sue has the the shield uh, costume on. When did this take place? It's like a framing I, device I, in the first. Yeah, issue. I don't. I don't know if we ever saw that. That just could be. I don't. When I read that, that didn't seem it. It didn't seem like I missed something that 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 happened in in a story that um, that was published. It, it may have just been a a recollection that um, to, to kind of set the stage for uh, to set Ben's mood, and and so we kind of had an idea as to what how the story was going to unfold. Okay, because Black Panther's in it, which makes me lends me. Wait, what are, am I ta- like? I feel like. What are you talking about? In the he's, first he's issue the first of two and one. Oh, you're still going on the first issue, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We, we, we talked about the first issue like I, at length. But like, I don't understand what that transmission is. Where's it? Where's it from? <laughs> My bad. I won't ask. All right, second issue. No, that's well, all right. No, that's cool. I don't second. know what it's from. I assumed it was a scene from. From right before they disappeared, or or like or like I, David said, it's just something to establish that that Ben's got a, an oath to do right by his brother, by her brother. Okay. Good. I mean, there was no. I mean, the fact that there's no as seen in issue probably tells me it was created for the book. Because no, like in issue two, you if... get the scene FF two seventy seven. So I mean, it's not like uh, Zdarsky's above referencing old issues. And then he references FF1, and so, I mean, that's just kind of yeah. a thing he's been, so. Now I'm going to pass it off to David, because I want to hear his interpretation of issue two. Why? Because. <laughs> oh. Okay, I, it's, it is a gorgeous looking book. It, it's it's yes. a fantastic looking issue. I have absolutely no problems at all with, with the art. Um. And I don't have a problem with the story. I don't have – there's – the issues I have, the, the, the nitpicks, um, are absolutely my hang-ups. And, and there, there are just certain things that I, I expect. And I have to keep in mind that this is not – this is not a true – this isn't a Fantastic Four book. 
this is Marvel two and one. This is and and if we're kind of going to go by that pedigree, then there is no you know that was Ben's solo book. It was that was Ben's solo book that he would team up with other Marvel characters in. So I'm I I know that this isn't a Fantastic Four book, and mm-hmm. if anything, this you you asked while well, we were talking about the first issue last time uh, if this was uh, if if this was a test for Zdarsky to, to maybe write an ongoing Fantastic Four um, as if this was a qualifying lap and, and now after reading the second issue, I, I have to say, I really hope not. And it's, it's a, um, because the problems I have are kind of, they, they start off with the second page where, okay, Ben's going to, Ben's got a lot on his mind, I guess. And, and, and he's, you know, not being completely honest and upfront to Johnny and, and he, he has promises to keep and, uh, you know, doom of course is in the back of his mind because doom's the one who, who gave him the gift. And I, I get it. You know, Ben, Ben's a little tense, but to forget your girlfriend is blind. is one of those things where I'm just like that. I, I just, there, there, I think, how did he forget she was blind? He says, you know, you got to show up my baby. Well, he blues. says he managed to forget that she's blind because he wants her to work with color. Yeah, you got to show up my baby blues, babe. You know, I, when if you're working with clay, and you want to be able to, you know, let let everybody know. And and she's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really good with with color, Ben. Um, and then I I think about some of the fantastic writers that have worked on again the Fantastic Four, and there are certain things I would never expect to hear in a fantastic or read in a fantastic four book. Um, especially with, uh, Johnny not having to shower or even brush his teeth. That those are little things where, you know, okay, yeah, it's cute. And, and again, that's fine. In a Marvel two in one book, it's just not something. And I have to keep in mind that this is not, it's not a fantastic four book. It's just two of the dudes from fantastic four. Uh, and the, um, but the big thing, aside from forgetting your girlfriend's blind, is the uh, is is Reed the prankster, and Ben may have goaded him, may have told him, you know, we, we'll get back at Victor. But that just seems a little beneath Reed. And all the Reed stories I've read, where it was Reed and Victor having a heart to heart, or just um, Reed dealing with other issues. Uh, that's that's the Marvel fanfare by Barry Windsor Smith, where Johnny was playing pranks on on Ben, making him look like you know he had stumbled by cutting up straws, and and I mean that's that's I can I I'm fine with things like that in this issue, but once you start bringing Reed into it, it's it that's just where I don't see the character reacting that way or or or, or just stooping to that level because. He didn't because he's not because Reed's not a kiss ass and 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 you know Victor played the game and he's the one who won the award and that's fine but uh, the whole Victor Von Doof thing was just for me eye rolling. Um, but 
aside from that moving the story along the conversations with reed and ben, uh, with with reed and with i'm sorry with johnny and ben um them going back and forth uh doom showing his true colors uh or his his big reveal as, as to what he was his ulterior motives awesome seeing so many monsters the moloids and and the mole man and um there was so much for for the eye to soak in and and that's all good it's just the parts that didn't necessarily bring me to a screeching halt but just made it less enjoyable than the first issue where where were those few things i mentioned but i i think this and and yes it the prank established the relationship reestablished the relationship between reed and ben which we really didn't need because that's all ben's been talking about but the um as far as moving the story along to 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 Ben and Johnny finding in air quotes, Reed and Sue and the kids. I, it was a fine chapter. If, if there were no word balloons, it'd be an awesome issue, but that's, those are my hangups with the issue. And, and, um, I absolutely fine being in the minority. And, and it's one of those things where I just, I know when it comes to that, when it comes to the Marvel, proper in the flagship and and between spidey and and fantastic four are just certain things that um you would kind of hope to see be upheld more or less and and this is something that i would expect from zadarsky and then that's what we got that's it i think you're underselling this book i think this book is going to be huge of of huge importance for one reason, Jim Chung. You don't put yeah, Jim... No, 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 I'm just saying, you don't put Jim Chung on a book that's just a... I don't even know how long this thing is, but even if it's like a four-issue, eight-issue miniseries, if it didn't have some kind of importance to the, the Marvel Universe, the, the you know, writ large, you're not mm-hmm. going to put Jim Chung on it. Oh, no, He's I don't the big gun. I'm just yeah. saying, I don't think it's a Fantastic Four book now, but by the time the thing finishes, I bet you it will be. Well, then we should maybe ease up on the Zadarskiness of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've certainly not been a huge Chip Zadarsky fan um, more times than not, but um, as you know, because we've already talked about this off air, I, I, I really took this book in such a different way. I, I thought this book was more of the same from Zdarsky from the first issue and that this felt so FF to me. It felt so much family and, and I, I thought it was so had so much heart. I really thought that, I mean, I, I felt like I was smiling ear to ear at almost every, every, every page. I, I, I don't know. Even the read thing didn't really rub me wrong because it was them playing a prank on their arch rival one time when they were young and not they even college. But, it's yeah, not like I know. it was in high school. Well, but I mean, I don't know how you were in college, but I was, I mean, people weren't above, weren't above pranks in college. And, and it even makes the point that this is the only time in Reed's life he ever stooped to this level. And that's why he wanted to make sure that it never, that if he was going to pull a prank, it was and the only prank he was ever going to pull that he was going to make sure it was, it was right. So I don't know. I, 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 I didn't find the, 
I didn't find the dialogue at all corny. I thought it had a ton of heart, and it. I think he's got Ben down to a, to perfection. I think Ben is Ben is Ben. I think he's he's great. Sure, I mean the Alicia thing is a little weird when you point that out, but but I mean I think otherwise though. I mean the way he's speaking to Alicia, mm-hmm. um, the cadence, the way he talks to Johnny. Um, I, I thought the Johnny comments about never having to take a shower seems so Johnny. Johnny's always been a a, 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 a somewhat vapid pretty boy with very little more style than substance. So I don't know. That just seemed like something a, 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 a knucklehead like him would say, like, Oh, I don't have to shower. I can just burn it off. Like it just didn't, it just didn't seem like, it seemed like you took those things as almost like they were like big alarm bells that kind of interrupted your enjoyment of the book. And that's totally fine. I mean, obviously your mileage may vary, but for me, I was like, Will Farrell nod nod in my head real fast. Like I was like, Yep, yep, all right, this is good, this is good. <laughs> um but I mean the things like the Fantastic Car and going to Monster Island and um uh, the way the Doom talks to them and, and the Kirby monsters, I just mm-hmm. I just felt like this was so so FF. I don't know. Uh, it just it felt right. I mean, he and Johnny battling the Mole Man and, and the dude from 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 uh the monsters but Monsters Unleashed and uh uh, Googum and I, I just, I just dug it from start to finish, and and I thought that it was great that that you know Doom basically um, is Doom, and that he he essentially says, "We are right, you guys are idiots." Like I should have known better. Yep. Um, and he bounces, and then lo and behold, um, it turns out that uh, that the device is accessible, and it was for Ben, and it and and it wasn't all of a, a, a misunderstanding, and they are about to embark on a on an adventure. And I'm guessing like Vince said, it's going to lead us. Uh, I don't know how many issues from now, but it's going to lead us to the first family. And we're going to get the FF back. So. I even, I, I like the, the call back to Rocky Grimm space ranger mm-hmm. and, and the secret wars. And, and it's again, you know, Alicia dating a scroll. They brought that and And I, mm-hmm. again, there were just little for me, at least, um, Slightly cringeworthy, but I, I, I totally, yes, you know, it would, it's, I think it's, it's about the presentation. It's, it's how, it's how it, it, how that conversation, how certain things can be prefaced. There, there are other ways it could have been um, mentioned. I think it was just that it's, it's, as I'm trying to hear these conversations, it, it just, there are certain parts where I, it, it kind of seems awkward at times the way someone would say something. And, and I am, I have no problem admitting that because these are characters that I'm extremely fond of. I am extremely critical towards someone who I don't necessarily enjoy much of their work. So that is, mm-hmm. that is completely on me. I'm, I'm showing up with baggage. There's, there, there's a huge hill for Zdarsky to climb uh, for me to nod my head in any sort of approval, which we got in the first issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's the third issue may be more like the first, or it may be more like I, I'm, I'm not, this didn't, I, I, I did throw my iPad across the room and the hell with it. I'm, I'm out. I'm just, it's, I'm going to read the second. I'm going to read the third issue. I, 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 I want to see where we're going. I want to see how we get to where we need to go. And I'm not going to not, look at Jim Chung artwork. So um this was this was just 
for me that this was just a stumble after a really solid first issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, like obviously it's totally subjective. I um I uh but and it is two issues and Zdarsky yeah. can definitely rub me the wrong way, but um but for me, it's just, I guess I'm just a bit surprised because we all seem to be aligned in the first issue, and then this definitely feels like more of the same <laughs> for me. But Right. But I want to hear more from Vince about it being just me underselling it. I I don't mind the prank. I, I think um, if it wasn't for Ben nudging him to do it, he, he would. It, it, Reed has always been very singular minded it's all about science now mm-hmm. look back on on all the old fantastic four stories when either sue or someone else has to remind him that you're married to a very beautiful woman who has needs other than watching you conquer each scientific obstacle in front of you so i mean there's been many times where sue's like you know we are married you could be a little romantic. And he's like, yes, mm-hmm. you're right. You're, you're absolutely correct. I, I will try. This was, I, th- I thought the prank was just another instance where someone has came in, Ben, and jostled him out of that laser vision that he has to just, you know, conquer science. <laughs> he needs to be, he needs to, to uncover all of the, the universe's mysteries. That's just read. And, Somebody needs to slap him out of it once in a while, and that's that's how I read that prank thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally valid. Yeah, but I you know I thought it was. I'm I'm with Jason. I thought it it mm-hmm. it it read great. It certainly looked beautiful. Um, I like the fact that we're in another incarnation of Johnny losing his powers. It's happened before. Um. They've they've malfunctioned in the past. He's gone Nova. He couldn't control his powers in the past. So it's it's same old, you know. Johnny's had bouts mm-hmm. with this for for a while now, and it's it it just felt. I thought Alicia was gorgeous the way Chung drew her. Yeah, he it, even her a lot. even the uh, her eyes are. There's it's just amazing, like what uh, a master craftsman and company can do with the best superhero team in comics, right? Mm-hmm. Well, half of the best superhero team. The, um, the, the Marvel universe is, is on, it has slid its timeline again as well, because now, um, the fantastic four didn't go into space until after 1998. Yeah. I like that. I like that that happened because I'm, I'm not a, a purist when it comes to the dates. Right. Yeah. Because they have mm-hmm. to keep these things fresh. Yeah. I mean, if we're not doing an earth one or a silver and golden age, then yes, we absolutely have to adjust with the times. And, and we've done it with Iron Man and Tony Stark and, and we're doing it with fantastic four now. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. We just have to assume that either the dates are going to change and the events are going to change or the Marvel Universe is encased in a time bubble where nobody ages. Mm-hmm. Nobody mid, no, nobody approaching mid, mid to, to middle age ages, because children obviously age, unless 
you know, your Franklin. Well, Franklin's been, yeah. The only the only children I believe who have aged are the powers. Right. Because they've allowed them to age. Right. Yeah. It's it's what happens when you have characters that are are shared and, and become hugely popular. You you can't have Peter Parker getting old. It, it just wouldn't I mean yeah, old man Logan works because there's a there's a conceptual hook to it. But right. old man Peter Parker is not going to be any fun. You know, watching the geriatric uh, adventures of all our favorite heroes—that's that's not fun to me. Oh, that, that, that's when you end up with rain, and the less said, the better. <laughs> you was, you love getting taking shots at rain. It's cracking. It's beautiful, though. Oh yeah, especially little shriveled up balls. Yeah. <laughs> Spidey jizz. I thought it was pretty. <laughs> Uh, but I just I I need to know the specifics of this this series. Like, how long is it going to be? Have they have they made any indication of that? I even like the um, the cover because the fate of the four in the title is the old Fantastic Four font. Um, it's issue number two. Instead of having the two heads in the um, in the corner box, it's just the number two, but in the old style of their Fantastic Four tunics. Um, they're just they're, they're, there are really cool little nods throughout it, and and I I really really enjoy that. So um, seriously, it's it, however I feel about the dialogue or or the words coming out of anybody's mouth. Shouldn't be any indication of of my dislike of the issue, and and if you read the first issue because you heard us talk about it, and you weren't sure if you were going to keep doing it, keep doing it. It's it's well worth it. This multiplane could be very useful. Or sorry, uh, the multisex could be very useful in the Marvel universe in creating new characters. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm not quite sure about. That's the one issue I have with this, frankly, is that we just got done Secret Wars made got rid of the multiverse. Like there's only one Marvel universe now, which is why the Ultimate Universe is gone, which is why Miles is here. Uh and and now I guess we're back to there being a multiverse. So that that's a little weird to me, but well, but I shouldn't. I don't. I mean, however, they choose to explain it. Maybe, maybe within, maybe there are infinite multiverses. Maybe that, maybe our multiverse was not the only one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a, a cool storytelling device where it allows creators to come up with new ideas, new characters. And if they don't work, you just oh well, that on to the next one because we have yeah. we have a cube and a, a ball and a cube that that can... I just checked the um, the initial solicits and uh, Marvel interview with Sidarsky when they announced this, and they're being very cagey. They, they're mm-hmm. not they're nowhere are they mentioning how long it's. I'm telling you, is, so. yeah. this is going to be like a big it's designed deal. to be an ongoing. But I'm with Vince. I think it's it's they're being cagey though because it's ongoing until suddenly, bam. Right, yeah. right, you know, yeah. Next month, FF one, right? Yep. And I'm absolutely fine with that because they, they're just we don't. I, I think 
you know, as far as people and budgets and, and I think there's a difference between wanting to be aware of, of what's coming so you can plan for it and wanting to know where things are headed because you just have this desire to know where things are going before mm-hmm. you have really any reason to write them. Because before the story, I want to know how many, I, I, I want to know how, how they end up where they end up. Well, no, you have to read the fucking story to find out. It's like, it, not every, so I'm, I'm fine with the caginess of it. There's going to be one thing that is going to clinch the importance of this series to me. All right. Monster Island makes an appearance with the Mole Man and, and Gugum and, uh, so it, it's it's the uh, genuflexed to on the altar of Kirby. If we make a side trip to the negative zone, this is going to be a huge story because they're they're checking off all the big deals in the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four mythology. You know, if if somehow Galactus has to be consulted, or, or you know what I mean, like you mm-hmm. could you could tell where they're preparing something for the bookshelves that you need to read this if you want to see how the Fantastic Four come back. I'm thinking this is the series. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it's the closest thing they have to it. I mean, it's not like, unless, unless they were to do something like they're doing with Logan showing up, trying to find heroes at the end of their comics. This is the closest thing we have to um, reestablishing, getting, the fantastic getting the band back together. There's no, um, this should be how it happens. I don't, I, I'd hate for them to just show up in, mm-hmm. in the love of, right. Of Miss Marvel or something. And you were dead on about that, that Wolverine thing. That's how they're doing mm-hmm. it. How Dap said, I, he hopes that they have like a little bug on the cover saying, yep. Yep. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. You called it. It's true. Did you know or did you guess? That it was what, on the cover? No, that they were going to do it because that, that was damn prescient because that's exactly what you said, not in in. Well, exact... I mean, yeah, it happened. It, it showed up at the – the first time I saw it was at the end of that Captain America issue. And um, he he just showed up. Where did he show up in another – was it in – oh, uh, Amazing. Because yeah. he went to London. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's it's. But that's. I, I I love that, and it's at the end of the issue. It's not in the middle. It's not. It, it it doesn't detract from anything else going on. It's it's after the letters page even. So it's not like oh I got you know another page to read. It's 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 not in the way. And and I'd rather like I said in in the group I'd rather have that at the end of an issue because it kind of shows shows a passage of time from. I mean, never mind how. Logan gets around from some bar in um, close to Atlanta and then out in London. But it's, it's a, I like that it's showing up wherever, as opposed to a Logan one shot where he spends half the issue looking for heroes. And, and I just, I'd rather, I think this is just a really cool way to do it. And, and it, and for me, it just takes him back to those old, scourge days at the end of the comic he looks really young in amazing the amazing 794 well that could also be because no, i think uh i think Lanil is is drawing that right 
It does look like you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, since you mentioned it, do you want to segue into to finish your thoughts from yesterday? Well, no, I'm just, I, I just am enjoying the fact that Peter's. It, it's it's sadistic, maybe. Uh, I'm enjoying the fact that Peter's down on his luck again, that he's lost everything, um, that it's not Spider-Man that is vilified by Manhattan. It's Peter Parker. No, the world, not just not just Manhattan. It's the world kind of mm-hmm. hates Peter Parker because um, a lot of money was was sunk into his devices and his technology and and his his corporation. And um, now he's got to find ways to make good. On all that, so he's he's back at the the bugle. Uh, the old costume is back. Yes, being a and uh, thank goodness they got rid of that hologram thingy. And yes. I felt the same <laughs> way you did about Hal's floaty lantern. That that the, the neon spider. There was no need for it. Um, no, I'm just I'm grooving on it because I I, I I'm not crazy about a lot of the specifics. So far, um, I, I think the Mockingbird relationship is fantastic. Probably mm-hmm. one of the best things about the book. Um, like I said, I, I like the fact that he's down on his luck. But the Venom thing, Venom Incorporated, I just thought it was a detraction from regular goings-on. I mean, it was okay. It, it was nice to see Hammerhead again. And, yeah. And um, – um, Gargan was cool as a, a venomized um, scorpion, but th- yeah. it was it was silly. The story was silly. Come on, um, it it was nothing more than to get Flash back into action, and mm-hmm. and possibly another Spider book. Um, Stegman I thought was was cool on the art. Um, he should send McFarlane a check for the eyebrows. <laughs> on, uh, oh, absolutely! Yeah, for Eddie. Yeah, and Eddie Brock. I, I had to check for co-artist credit on on the credits page. But no, it, it's it's just it, all right. A lot of this stems from the fact that in cataloging my comics, I realize it's not hard to realize when you see screen after screen after screen after screen of Spider-Man books. But I, I have a lot of Spider-Man titles. I've, I've purchased Spider-Man for the majority of my existence. Mm-hmm. I'm 52. 52? I, I've bought Spider-Man for at least 40 years. Not straight through, mm-hmm. obviously. I wax and wane, as I do, but more wax than wane. Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't bought it since... The uh, Spider-Verse, which I thought was great. And mm, I'm just getting the itch to read Spider-Man again. Now that all of that uncomfortable success is is gone, I can read Peter Parker the way I think he should be written. And that's as the eternal underdog. We should always be rooting for Peter to succeed. He should never truly succeed. See, it's like Vampirella. The the costume's very revealing, but you cannot take that costume off. You never give them the money shot with Vampirella. Mm-hmm. With Peter, you never give them the money shot of actually succeeding. It doesn't work. Right. We we want to hope for him to succeed. Right. I just, it's, it's fun. I'm I'm having a lot of fun reading it. 
and I'm not hinging a lot of um, like uh, what's the word? Nothing is going to happen an issue where I'm like, oh fuck it, I'm out again, because I'm relaxed. I'm I I there's there's nothing they can do to make me not want to read it right now. Like if they put mm-hmm. Greg Land on the book, I think I would be out again. But right, yeah, Eminent, yeah. holy yeah, yeah. crow, Eminent can do Eminent no is wrong. so freaking good, dude. It's He's so a virtuoso. Good. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it really is ridiculous. I, I Dude's don't. Under- an absolute beast. I, yeah, and I don't understand how a guy can produce this kind of work on a schedule like this. It's mm-hmm. insane. He doesn't cut yeah, many many corners. Uh, there's there there are some panels that don't have very intense backgrounds but i I don't really care when when you get Mm -hmm. a figure drawing that looks this damn good no he's 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 also one of those dudes where it seems like when you mention his name to other artists they all genuflect right like they all give him his props you know relative to rightly so yeah yeah but i mean you know what i mean like a lot of modern artists won't necessarily do that like they may have homies that they say, yeah, he's great. But like, I feel like there's, it's not often you mention a modern working artist and then like to a man, people are like, Oh, he's a beast or he's ridiculous, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and, him and, and definitely is that guy. And we've witnessed big leaguers just like borderline tear up at the mention of Eminem's name. That's how well regarded he is. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. And, I mean, the proof is on the page. Dude's a master mm-hmm. storyteller. Yeah, absolutely. But long story short, um, the the product of Anti Venom is to set up the final Dan Slott's final Amazing Spider-Man storyline, which is go down swimming, swinging. Sorry, swinging, where uh, Norman Osborn seems to have procured a little bit of the symbiote. And he, he, I guess, I don't know exactly how, but he's going to become the Red Goblin somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. And which is silly, right? Like, no, well, pre- I mean, no, pre- there's been a million silly. goblins. Right. It's Why? just, it's silly. I, I, I think it's, it's enjoyable because of its silliness. Where, oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. that's like, that seems fine to me. Seems, why not? There's a Red Hulk, can be a Red Goblin. Exactly. Yeah. Right, we we play around with color. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Fun yeah. with color. I, I'm I'm in for the uh, the near future. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes. Um, it all depends on who they get to uh, to to do the art. Should Eminem decide he's not going to do it, um, mm-hmm. Kevin Coley, I'm cool with that. You know, Somni, I'd be I'd be head over heels. Um, I would love to see Riley Rosmo draw me. Mm. Yeah. Riley. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, it'd be great. But if they put some, you know, not so hot dude on it, I, I don't know. And and who's going to be writing it after Slot leaves? Do we know? Yes. We we know. Yes, we know, but we can't say. We do know, but we can't publicly say that we know. Oh, oh, okay. It's one of them. Nice. Yeah. All right. We, yeah, we also we know. Yeah, we'll talk after. We, we know lots about that book. 
So talk to me about more comics. Oh, did I want? Go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was going to ask a question, but I can wait. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to mention that uh, I tried um, a first issue from uh, the Distinguished Competition this week. Mm. It's called The Silencer. Oh, okay. okay. That's cool. Yeah. I. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I thought you're. No, no, no. That's we haven't. I at least I haven't read the silencer yet. But I thought you were going to talk about the previously released number one. No, no, no. Unless said the better, because I know Vince just terrible, terrible. Yeah. Um, Which one was that? What are we talking about? Damage. Damage. Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't read the silencer yet. Depending on how you talk about it, I might. I was. um, It just reminded me of. Something I would, I showed the preview for the uh, the solicit for the third issue in in the February the previews. The the cover was kind of odd, silly. So, um, and what was the cover for the issue that's being solicited in the latest previews? The cover for the the next issue of the Silencer. Oh, I don't even I don't know what it looks like. You'll, um, we'll we'll talk after. Okay. Um. Well, the first issue uh, is part of the new group of um, what do you guys remember the name of the? It's like a whole new shtick, a whole new group of uh, books of new characters. Uh, um, it's not like a new. Is it a new age? It's something like new, yeah, new era of heroes. New, yeah, something along those lines. But it's 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 a bunch of new characters. It's 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 DC trying to establish some new characters. Which is admirable, and and I think they're aware that it is a daunting task. Um, it's difficult for Marvel and DC to create long-lasting new characters. Um, the New Age of Heroes. Thank you, New Age of Heroes. Right, um, but nevertheless, I I was vaguely aware this book was coming out, um, but I I happened to just come across it this week, and it said co-creators Dan Abnett and John Romita Jr. and I haven't read much Romita Jr. since he made the jump to DC, um, mainly because I, as you guys know, I don't read a lot of Superman. Um, but I dig me some Romita, especially when he's inspired Romita. So I thought, why not? And I got to tell you, this was dope. Um, now I guess the character is named after a minor character that existed before crisis on infinite earths, but this is an entirely different version of that character. Um, just the, the only other than the name and the powers. Um, but it is, uh, in essence, this is not dissimilar to um, John Wick in a female form. Okay. Um, there's a woman named Honor Guest, and she is grocery shopping with her son, who's three years old, having a grand old time. And you're, you're seeing her inner monologue about how too many people talk about a mundane life as though it's something to get away from, but for her it's perfection and it's the life she's always wanted. And she's doing her thing and she's putting the groceries in the car and her son's strapped into the seat playing with his video game or what have you. And uh, suddenly this gigantic brute of a, of a mercenary slash villain comes up behind her and says, you are wanted back uh, by Leviathan. And she's like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to go back leave me be. And he's like, yeah, 
no, nah, it's that's not going to work. I got to bring you back. And um, so she starts doing that whole. Um, you guys remember when uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies with um, Robert Downey Jr. where he would they had that that gimmick where he would picture you know, in his like head five steps ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, okay. So she starts thinking, okay, well, this is his power set. He's basically a, he's got a cybernetic body. Once he powers up, he's going to become unstoppable. I've got four and a half seconds, so to do what I need to do, and then she's like, "Okay, take out his, take out his uh, his servos and his shoulders, so he can't load his guns. Uh, take out, you know." And then she's like, just going through her head, and then she's like, you know, kick him in the nuts, which is like, take out his main power source, and basically she takes the dude down. And all the while, she's in this kind of bubble, um, where I guess her power is she can create, and she mentioned she hasn't used her power in years. But she can create bubbles of pure that that are basically pure silence, and she has control over how how large the field is. So she's doing all this right next to her son, but he doesn't hear a thing because it's dead silent. She takes him out, and then she goes about her business, and she goes home, and her husband's cooking dinner, and they're having a grand little time, and you know she's uh, she's just trying to play it off. And then the doorbell rings, man answers the door, and it's Talia Al Ghul. <laughs> and Tally's just popping in. She's in town on business, wants to pop in. And Homegirl's like, What are you doing here, Tally? It's been a long time. And and Talia plays it off like they were coworkers. And she pulls her side and she's like, What are you doing in my house and my family? You let me go. You know, you let me out. And Tally's like, I know I let you out. You earned it. You're the only person I've ever let out. But and you earned every I I didn't mean to bring you back, but our enemies don't care about that. So it's not dissimilar to John Wick too, right? It's like kind of the same thing. And she's like, so I'm just here to warn you, like, like there's this, there's, there's a, there's a battle for the power at Leviathan and, uh, no matter what you think they're coming for you. And I just want you to know that. And, uh, that's pretty much the setup. And so she's fine. She's, she's lived a life for six years away from her prior life as, 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 as an assassin. And one has to conclude if you have any background in DC that if, this woman was let go by Talia and Talia says it's the only assassin she's ever let go. Much like John Wick, you can only imagine how incredibly effective she must have been, right? Because it's pretty much once you're in the League of Assassins, or I guess as they say, the uh, the Leviathan in this case, you don't ever get to leave. And yet she did enough that she actually was given her release. So she has to arguably be one of the best assassins ever. And uh, now she's been pulled back into that life. Um, because... Uh, you know, her enemies uh, are have, have found her, and so she's got to basically probably wreck some shop to uh, to try and protect her family and or get back to living a normal life. And that's it's pretty much a setup issue. But Romita is inspired here. This is Romita that's having fun. It looks great. I think it looks absolutely great. And I think probably some of it has to do with the fact that he is co-creator. I think he and Abnett co-script and co-plot the book. Oh, the um the whole premise of the the new age of heroes is that the artists get top billing they're, oh, they're credited cool. okay. first and then the so it's it's john Meter jr and dan abnett it's oh, okay uh, okay cool well then yeah either way it's Yvonne um, and jeff lemire got it. okay okay but i thought it was action-packed it was fun she was an interesting character um as i mentioned several times the similarities to john wick absolutely work for me because i adore those films um I mean, it's not. And again, John Wick wasn't the first trope of 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 tough guy, you know, trying to live a, a, a new life and, and how difficult it is to no matter how long you're away, you get pulled back in eventually. And um, 
you know, uh, it was it's 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 got a little like almost dap. It's like mashing up Lady Killer and and John Wick. You know, okay. You know what I mean? Like she's like the state. She's a, she's a mom. She's a stay at home suburban mom, right? But she's got this life uh, where she's this incredible incredible assassin that uh, it, that and now she's got to live that life again. So now the one thing I'm not clear about, not that it matters one way or the other, really, but when I saw the cover. I assume she was a black woman. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I think she probably is, but she's got like straight up blonde hair, and I guess it could be like platinum bleach blonde, kind of like a uh, like an amber rose type of situation, right? But the coloring doesn't do that any favors because the coloring makes it look like like Gwen Stacy blonde. Okay, which wouldn't I don't looks it almost like the blonde looks a little too natural for like a dye job. So it's weird, like, and in, 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 it's it's odd. Again, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, there's really no con- it, there's absolutely no context in the story about whether it matters whether she's African American or or not. But um, and I'm presuming she is. But but I have to say, I do think the coloring's a little inconsistent in the book, where sometimes it it, it she looks it vacillates between looking Caucasian, like a light skinned black woman, and a darker skinned black woman. So they got to kind of tighten up that coloring, just make you know, just make it a little more clear as to. Uh, what her what she is but uh but either way i mean um uh, i think it's cool and and you know it's neat to think of i mean a cone of silence wouldn't be all that great of a power it, it would almost be considered a misfit power i mean what's the point of that mm-hmm. except if you're a freaking assassin it'd be pretty goddamn effective because you could hide yourself no one would hear you coming when you're taking out people you can do it no one else can hear you in the next room over. So it's like, you're basically a living silencer. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's interesting because it's a power that wouldn't have many practical applicabilities unless you were using it to be a thief or a spy or a killer. Um, that is one. That's not a, um, thinking about the coloring that I don't know if who, who inked that Sandra hope. Okay. That's... And it's Dean white on colors. So yeah, and I don't know if it's if it's if it's Junior's line or because even even when Klaus would ink, there are times where it's just the colors can look a bit muddy or just not as as bright, and and that may have something to do with the. The coloring on her, but it, it's yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely checking the issue out now. But um, yeah, no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, I th- this is definitely a book that that can work, right? I mean, a a, fe- a female badass assassin that's trying to live a normal life. There's there's a lot you can do with that. Yes. Vince is super quiet. Uh, no interest, Vince. Uh, he, uh, no, I haven't. Oh, I, I just haven't. Oh. I just haven't read it. Mm-hmm. It's good right. looking. It is. It's good, Jr. Jr. Yeah, you can always yeah. tell when Dean White colors them. Mm-hmm. It's a very pretty book. Wordy. Wow. A lot of dialogue. Um, it's funny. I didn't really notice that reading it. And I guess you're right. I mean, but I didn't notice it. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on these um, new age of hero books. 
I'm, even though Romita Jr. did draw this, I, I didn't buy into this one. So far, I've only bought into two. The, uh, well, you Lumiere, just said you have it. I, I do have it. I mean, oh, okay. long term. Um, oh, oh, okay, yeah. The um, the Immortal Men, that's the Jim Lee one? Yes. Because I just want to see, I mean, I want to see if he can keep a monthly schedule. And I kind of like some of the designs of the characters and mm-hmm. the and the Lemire one. I got that. Yeah. The, the Terrifics. For sure. But the price is right, though. At uh, DCBS, these things are a buck forty-nine. Yeah, man, you cannot beat that with a bat. So I'm wondering if the two ninety-nine cover price is going to stick. Mm-hmm. I do not know. Props not. Did anybody read Doomsday Clock number three? No, yep. I, I didn't. But you can. You oh can no, s- I haven't yet. Actually. Okay then. Sorry. Moving right along. I scanned it, you know, and I looked because, uh, oh, because Mario was complaining about that thing. And then, so I did look, I looked at the. Right, 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 right. I've yeah. looked at the artwork. I haven't gone back and read the book, though. Yeah, I'm, I, I I need you guys to read it so we can see how we all feel about the, the last page there. But, um, Vince, if there was any doubt, if we weren't already being pelted by everybody telling us where this story takes place. Uh, it is, it took the third issue to actually show us on the page, but it is the prime uh, DC universe. Wow. It's good to know. Yeah. Which raises a lot of questions, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I saw something, I, I saw a, um, there was a, a Facebook post I saw today and, Someone commented in the replies. Um, it wasn't in a group, but it was. It, it was another creator I follow, and it. Uh, I completely forgot that there was an issue of the question where Vic Sage is reading a Watchmen comic. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. And Rorschach is is in his. I guess his dreams, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was, uh, so it's not necessarily the first time, uh, the Watchmen characters seeped into, uh, right. It's universe, but it's, um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's still, there's the clock still looks great. Uh, there are also some pretty neat reveals with, uh, the mime. So it's, it progresses the story. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I need to I think more will I think I'll probably feel better about the third issue when I read the fourth because every issue seems to uh, pick up exactly seconds after the previous issue so mm-hmm. whatever uh, however you may feel about the last page uh, the fourth issue will probably um, might explain someone's actions or or at least give way to what what that character is thinking so um yeah yeah just curious we'll have to get on it yes yes mayhem uh the 
book of the month nominees for February will be available likely tomorrow. I, I have uh, I'm I'm mulling over one or two last entrance, but uh, the ballot will be up soonish, and um, you'll have about a week or so to vote. A uh, couple things that have not made an appearance yet, which should be pretty neat. Oh, so, good. Yeah, kind of, uh, kind of, I'm excited about this one. You am excited? I am excited. There's a lot of things to be excited about, but it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, we've had, I've, I've been having a lot of fun with the book of the month, and uh, even, even when, I'm not going to say when you're a whiff, but even when we're not necessarily all grooving to what we read, it's still a lot of fun. And we've had some phenomenal discussions about some pretty stellar work. So absolutely. I, I can't, uh, I can't front on that. I know we have to get back to, um, the planetary read reread. And, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I, 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 I have fun with those picks. So yeah, no doubt. What else we got. Ooh, how uh, how was uh, that Southern Bastards for you? Oh man, it's um, it, it's bittersweet. I I love Southern Bastards, mm-hmm. but I hate it because it comes out right after the eleven o'clockers, and it's never oh, yeah, eligible yeah, yeah. for really anything because it's not like you were yeah. out enough where you could, um, where I'd feel right giving you the win. But it's still the the there was some shit really went down in uh, in number nineteen, and hell uh, yes, some things that you you are not going to be able to to walk away from. Um, there's still. Still, some incompetence, uh, especially in the way Esau. But there's and 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 our uh, our sheriff getting down and dirty in the back of his convertible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there's uh, there's there was the start of a confrontation that some of us have been waiting for, only to only to have. Uh, Old man, blind Hawkeye show up and kind of ruin the fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's not actually Hawkeye, of course, for our people. I mean, people who aren't reading the book are like, what? what? I'm super confused by what you just said. But <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, man, I have to say uh, it's I know that Coach Boss is supposed to be someone that we hate but still are engaged by. And I guess that is true, but I just straight, I hate him. I want to see him. Oh yeah. I just want to see him destroyed in every way possible. It's that Cersei level hate. Yeah. It's, it's that straight up mess. Or no, even Joffrey. Cause, cause Cersei kind of has a point, but yes, Joffrey, you just wanted to see die. And everybody was quite happy when, um, with the way things happen, but it's, yep. uh, it's, yeah, no boss really is. He's, I mean, the, the book started off with, um, 
with a punch to the taint because we all figured, you know, Earl's the hero of this story. Oh, maybe not, but well, it's, yeah. it's, so it's for, you know, we're finding out, I guess, that it, don't pin your hopes on, on one particular character or so, and every, everybody is flawed. There is no, there is absolutely no, no perfect being in, in the Southern Bastards universe. And, uh, some people though really aren't even close to a shade of gray. I mean, there is, there is, even when you think it's like, Oh boss, just, you know, he really wants to win, but it's like, Jesus dude, the way you go about winning and, and, and breaking legs and, and these, it's just, I don't, there's no way I, I, I can't comprehend how something is so important to you that you just decide to do away with anything that would make you resemble a human being. Yeah. I mean, I, it's weird. Like being a football fan, I, I think if I had a chance to sit down with the Jasons, I would tell them, I think they went a little too far with how bad the team is playing. Cause like, in a town like in Alabama where this football is king, mm-hmm. they keep acting like these games where it's like, oh, the season's almost over. If we, lo-. It's like, nah, dude. Like in, in real football, and they're both football fans, so they should know this. Like in, in, a, in a town like that, you don't – like you lose a game, it's pretty much your season's over. You lose two, your season's a disaster. They've lost like every game. So uh, like it's already dis- – like the season's already blown. Like the season's already an absolute unmitigated disaster. And they're not going to states, and it's just so. It's a nit. It's a football fan nit. Like, it doesn't really affect the storytelling so much. But I think they they shouldn't have had the team just lose every game because, like, now it's too little, too late. I mean, right. it's cool that that what happened happened and it inspired the team to finally play tough. But it's just too late. They've already lost too many games. It's not going to matter. At least it wouldn't matter in, in real in the real world of Alabama football. Um, but that's again, that's a minor nit. Um, I'm wondering though, like, what's the point of the end page with with the? I mean, are are they going to end up getting in each other's business and and trying to see whose dick is big enough over who has the right to to kill him? And then is that going to give Boss the chance to weasel his way out of this? <sighs> I. If, okay, where would, and I mean, maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is the end game, but if either of them get to take boss out of the picture, what, what's left? Where do we, has anybody, has there been any other characters set up that could, I mean, Roberta, maybe, but Roberta's only here for one reason. And once that's done, she's probably out. So is, has, has, have we been introduced to anybody that could continue the series. Right. So I don't, I don't know if we're heading towards the final arc or if it's, uh, if, and it's, I don't know. I don't know what could be said 
for for boss to get away from this i mean it's not it's not like he could just swing the stick on roberta and and try to get away and like she's not going to ever catch him and you know the hunter i don't it's i, I might have to go back and and this is yeah, the, the side effect from from the the and they 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 make no bones about it. The Jasons they straight up say, you know, yeah, we were sporadic last year. So uh, yeah. I I may have to. Um, and the bright side, it's only nineteen issues. So I mean, I could go back to the beginning and and read everything and and see see how some threads line up. Because yes, there there are things that I've I've plum forgot. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. It, it's it's the kind of book though. You get to the end, you get to that cliffhanger page, and you're just not frustrated, but 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 mm-hmm. agitated that you know th- there isn't there isn't another one that I can read right now, and I, I just I want to see where we're going from here. I, I it, it's a hell of a thread to to leave me dangling on. So there's um yeah, I, I haven't even thought about whether or not he's had this little. Tit a tit comes to a head. I I I don't know. Well, we'll find out. Hopefully, we will. Uh, uh, much more frequently than we did this year. Yes, please. Than than seventeen. And look, oh. I mean, there was there was shit going on, man. Yep. Family first. How many Absolutely. issues came out in twenty seventeen? Two or three. Yeah, and then only a handful. Oh. Well, I've you know, fallen off the book because of the schedule. Not so much. No, I just the story. Well, that football. Yeah, the story really doesn't do a whole lot for me. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 sad because Latour's art, man, I adore his artwork. Mm-hmm. I I think he's the, one of the best draftsmen you, in, in comics. I think he's an you amazing. Would love artist. this issue, Vince. There are some pages that are absolutely beautiful and detailed, and then there are some that are just ragged and 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 frenetic and just kind of messy in a great way yeah. it's like something especially when he hauls off on burt reynolds it's like something straight out of fanographics it's just there are there are pages that look like they're underground comicsy, and and then there are mm-hmm. some just fantastic group shots that just look well fantastic agreed has got a great line he does he does yeah love it But that football, yo. Hey, man. You got no love for the game. Uh, well, we got a little game club Sunday, this weekend, man. if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know. That's what I heard. I heard Jesus is going to get you a win. Yeah. JC. He's, he's trying to. <laughs> JC woke up. He's like, I want to make sure that atheist from Jersey gets his, gets his team to win a win in the Super Bowl. It's nice of him. It is. Right? I mean, especially because, like, you wouldn't think he cares much about me. Hmm. He doesn't have a lot to do. So. He loves all his children. Yeah, that's, right. that's what I hear. Totally, dude. I got something. What you got? Yeah? What do you got? Did we read it? No. No. Safe to say neither of you have read this. Oh, perfect. It yeah. was uh, in my box. Yeah. Oops. $5.99 cover price. Extra large mm-hmm. issue from IDW. Uh-huh. It is uh, Donald and Mickey. It's a one-shot. I don't know why it's a one-shot. Probably because they don't publish the -hmm. the Donald and Mickey team-up book anymore. So they're just going to do these one-shots. 
it's important to me to read the duck and mouse stories that were not created in the States. Right. Mm -hmm. And and this issue contains one, two, three, four stories, all of which are published, are seeing publication in the United States for the very first time in this issue. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Um, The last time I talked about Donald's, I remember uh, I mentioned a, a cave duck called Princess Una. Well, she's back in the in the in the lead story. It, long story short, Una kind of hitched a ride on Gyro Gearloose's time machine and ended up coming into the present of Duckburg, and that's where the story mm-hmm. begins. Um, Donald is just tired of having to babysit a cave duck. And she she causes problems. She overflows the bathtub and wrecks the house. And he's like, that's it. No more. I got to get you a job. And mm-hmm. it's just a, a, a very funny story where Una, who's a cave duck and doesn't really know, she doesn't have very much skill in anything other than beating to death her prey and, you know, living in the wild. They try and Donald tries to find her a job. So it's a comedy of, of very, very wrong errors. And um, she eventually finds a job and everything's great. But uh, like I said, the story is um, written by, wow, it, it's, it was originally published in, uh, it's from the Danish Anders and and Company, which was published in 1997. So I'm going to butcher these names. I know it. Uh, it was written by Un and Stefan Prince Paulsen, mm-hmm. but it's Vicar on art. This is uh, Victor Arigada Rios, and he goes by the name Vicar. This guy's great. He's amazing. Um, he's in the Karl Barks style, not the Don Rosa um, style. So. It's very, there's a lot of thick blacks here and there. Same thing with Barks. Um, But the real reason to read this issue, it's a two-part story. Begins in the first half of the issue, then you get another short, and it ends in the the second half. It's a Mickey story called Treasure Archipelago, which, again, is a Dutch story written by Marco Rota, and um oh written and drawn by Marco Rota. It's a cool setup. Mickey uh finds a uh the uh the ship's head. You know, they used to put the mastheads on the ship, um the figurehead on a ship, but it was only half of it. And he's looking through it and there's a, a map in it. And the map really doesn't make much sense because parts of it are missing. So he decides to search for this island by going on a taking a job as a deckhand. So he he eventually him and Goofy get the job, but who's the captain of the ship? It doesn't take a, a huge leap of the imagination to guess that it's Peg Lake Pete. And turns out Peg Lake Pete has his own part of the map. He found the bottom of the figurehead. So Mickey figures it all out, and Peg Leg Pete ends up searching all of the thousands of islands in this um, archipelago. But 
damn if this artwork isn't amazing. Mm-hmm. Old school Disney, man. It's it's just clean line, excellent cartooning, beautiful expression on the characters. And it just it takes you away. You know? It's I mean, it's not that complex a story, but and it's it's fairly long. We're talking at least twenty twenty pages here. It's just we I know these characters forever. They're, they're, it's always it's like revisiting old friends whenever I read a Mickey story, but there's a neat little twist, a neat little mystery to solve, and it's just it's comfort food. That's what it is for me. Comfort comics, right? Totes. Yeah, it's yeah. a great little book. But it, you know, IDW. I, I never thought I'd be saying this. IDW is doing a phenomenal job with the with the Disney books. And That's great to hear. It, they've changed hands so many times. Yeah. Um, Gladstone, and then boom, and then I mean, who who else? But um, the paper stock is amazing too. It's it's not on newsprint. It's on a very slick, coated stock. It gives the the material the the uh, the respect that it's due. I just would uh, appreciate, and I mean, I don't have to appreciate it. I think you would all do well to read these Disney books because they're just plain great comics. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's it. Mm-hmm. No more. You tap it out. Sh- uh, shot my wad on the book of the month. Didn't have much time to uh, to read much else. You know, uh, I mean, catching up on Spidey was what ten issues. Yeah. Counting the Venom thing. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it 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 chews up the time. Y'all got anything else? Um, I no, I'll save it for next week. Okay then. Um, well, I do have another Marvel book. Sweet, what it is? It's uh, a little something something called Old Man Hawkeye. Number one. I can see you all riveted. Well, this is the Hawkeye from Old Man Logan, right? Correct. Okay. Now, see, the the uh, the cynic in me thinks, okay, they did it once with Old Man Logan. Now they're doing it with Hawkeye. Are we going to get a, you know, a, a pocket Marvel line that's just all the old characters? Well, maybe. I mean, how many... I, don't, I could never. Thousand Marvel zombies. No, but that's different, right? That's different. Not different. It's exactly the same. <laughs> um, not to mention, the Hawkeye was a major character in Old Man Logan. So this is not like out of the blue. He was one of the main main protagonists of the story. Who wrote this? This is a this is a, a new writer for me. Um, uh, his name is uh, Ethan Sachs. With art by Marco Cicchetto. Nice. Yes. And uh, colors by Andres Mosa. So, for those that didn't read Old Man Logan, 
And yes, this is the same Old Man Logan that is now in the main Marvel Universe as Old Man Logan. Um, Mark Miller did a story um, some years ago with Steve McNiven, right? It was Miller McNiven, yeah. And it was set about 45, 50 years into the future. And the premise was, in this future, the villains won. They got together under the Red Skull's leadership and uh, actually coordinated for once and wiped out all the heroes, or most of the heroes at least, and divided up the United States into different territories. And uh, Miller told this in, I think, six issues. I think it was six or eight issues. I think it was six. Um, a story of, 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 of this world where Logan had basically seen all of his friends die and had decided to uh, retire to a quiet life and uh, ultimately had to get pulled back into an adventure. And Hawkeye was part of uh, his crew. They, they did a little cross-country jaunt in the old, uh, in the old spider buggy. And uh, in the future, Hawkeye suffers the cruelest fate for, for a marksman and that he is now blind. And this takes place um, before that he is, he still has his sight, but he's going blind and he knows that he doesn't have long before he's completely blind. So he is, he's, he's on a quest and much, much for the same reason I liked the original old man, Logan, this worked for me because uh, it's, it's the same reason I like the exiles or, uh, what ifs? I love the idea of playing with uh, alternate versions of the stuff that we're very familiar with. So in this, Hawkeye is um, <laughs> he goes up against the Madrox gang, and it's a bunch of uh, of of, of ne'er do well renegade um, cowboy gang that uh, happen to all be Madrox clones. <laughs> so. Which I thought was clever. Um, and he he takes him out with relative ease because he's a badass. And he is uh, on his way to trying to uh, find his uh, his daughter um, and uh, have words. Um, and he goes to speak to his daughter and his ex-wife, who's uh, got no time for him, really. Her new boo is an Ultron. <laughs> so the Ultron's like the, the stepdad being like, yo, man, you better not be messing. You better not be coming here to cause any trouble. Ultron eight to be exact. Um, and uh, his daughter is this uh, fetching young lass who, like any teen with a deadbeat dad, has got wants none of it. When he's trying to say his goodbyes, he's trying to tell her what's what. Um, and he gets some flashbacks to, Losing the love of his life, which was in this world, was uh, was Natasha, Black Widow. And um, just when you think that uh, he had killed all the Madrixes, of course, Madrix is a multiple man. And what happens? But one of the clones that had escaped wanders into a cave. And who does he get? Uh, who does he meet up with? But Venom. Now, you'll recall from the original Old Man Logan, there's a whole symbiote area, including what I thought was awesome. A Ven- there was a Venom T-Rex in Old Man yes. Logan, which I just loved. So there's going to be a Venom Madrox, and that makes you wonder, like, wait a minute, can he, like, will he be able to multiple man as Venom? That's interesting. Um, and the sheriff gets called in, like the Pinkerton 
to take down whoever it is that wiped out the Madrox gang. And remember, this is kind of like a reverse world, so it's run by the villains. So the law enforcement is really the villains trying to take down a hero. And uh, I won't spoil who the who the sheriff is, um, but I will tell you, or the Pinkerton rather. But uh, but it's 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 super cool. It's 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 a super cool reveal, and uh, I look forward to the idea of seeing this version of Hawkeye go against this particular villain. So this hit home for me. Um, I don't know if I've I don't think I've ever read another comic by Ethan Sachs, um, but it was a great first start. I thought it was uh, well paced. The dialogue was tight. Um, he had some creative ideas to uh, create analogs of different characters um, that make sense in this post-apocalyptic setting. And uh, Chiquetto is a beast on art. So oh, yes. uh, this was a definite win for me. Um, I'm on board for sure. I think the Venom it's page is... Ultron 8, dude. No, the Venom page is great. All, all the pages are great. Yeah, but I mean, that's the one that, that speaks to me the most. Love His daughter is fetching. Yeah, she is pretty. She really is. Definitely a Mad Ma- uh, Fury Road kind of. By the way, sure. Dap, uh, he's down with the swirl. Excellent. His ex-wife is a uh, sister. Love it. Mm-hmm. And Old Man Logan is a. Uh, is it does have a cameo in this as well. Although. I presume he'll be involved in the book, just like Hawkeye was involved in his story, but that remains to be seen. Hmm. And I got to say, Marvel is doing a lot of these uh, variants these days, because inside the cover it says, variant cover artists Steve McNiven, Jay Lyston, Maury Hollowell, Greg Land, Jay Lyston, Frank Darmada, Ron Lim, Rachel Rosenberg, Barry Kitson, Matt Yackey. So I think by that counts as four or five. Different variants? Yeah. Damn. Right? For a book that's probably what gonna gonna take sell what, twenty thousand copies, thirty thousand copies? <laughs> we don't dwell on that. Oh, I didn't uh, I'm actually as I'm looking at the credits page, it says note this story takes place five years before the events of the original Old Man Logan, so there you go. Hence the ah, hence the forty five years ago. That makes sense. <laughs> It's all it's coming all, together it's all now. Coming together. It's all uh, coming together. Yeah, so give it a try. Nice. Always, there's always time for a good Archer book. That's what I say. Yeah, every week, at least, at least twice, you say it. Yeah, I do. It's one of my mottos. Yeah. Well, with all that beautiful Otto Schmidt art I see on Instagram every day now, it's got to get back on that Green Arrow tip. I fell off. I'm, I'm, I'm a little behind on that. Yeah, same here. You still reading Green Arrow, Vince? Negative. You, you hate the arrows. <laughs> Don't hate it. You hate all archers. It's just a blonde archer. Anti-archer. Yes. I don't you hate... You're so, so crazy. I don't hate all archers. Many of them I do hate. Yeah. And But the green one, it's not, not, not one I hate. I, I got to be honest. I never had a, a lot of love for Hawkeye. I know. I never. I don't understand that. Yeah, Even good. when you know in the Avengers, or I mean, and I have the books, his own miniseries. I, I have the, I had the entire run of West Coast Avengers. I just, I don't. Yeah. Hawkeye's like, mm, mm-hmm. he's, he's okay. 
I liked him in the four-issue West Coast Avengers miniseries. And then he became annoying in the ongoing. For me. And then it's just one of those things where you just were... He he, he steady stayed annoying. And I wasn't all that broken up during Avengers Disassembled. Damn, y'all are some haters. But the funny thing is, though, we kept reading it, though. Right? Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Like... Yeah, we have for that sweet, sweet Wonder Man outfit that Al Milgram designed. Oh boy, that fucking shitty color. Wow, why are we gonna be busting on Al Milgram all of a sudden? Because that was a horrible costume. I'd have bust on anybody Bruh. who made up that costume, bro. That that red and yellow with the green. No, dude, stop, bro. Bro, that was a horrible costume. It was bad though. <laughs> I can't. And I'm gonna dye my hair because you know I'm not too vain. <laughs> I know I can't. It's an actor, and I. It, it yeah. <laughs> You right, you right. The shroud and yeah, I came front on that. You're right, but the uh... no. If anything, uh, thanks to the movies, I've I've kind of come around on Hawkeye, um, mm-hmm. and and I I have to read the second issue of um, the most recent relaunch of uh, the Tales of Suspense with with Hawkeye and Winter Soldier because that was. That first issue was a pretty funky start of uh, this arc, so I want to read the uh, Z next one. Mm-hmm. A couple things I I want to read for next week. I'm probably going to do a uh, quick little quick hits next week because there are a few different titles I'm reading, but this, the arcs haven't wrapped up yet. So, mm-hmm. uh, without going too far into things or not wondering if they're going to stick the landing, at least I can comment on the parts of the story that I have read, including the current priest-written Justice League. Okay. okay. I'm not reading that. I will say, I dig the setup. It's okay. it's uh, and the Pete Woods art is is fantastic, but the um, it, Batman kind of slips up a bit. It's it's uh, oh, he's half stepping. He is half stepping. He he he's the he's the team leader, and um, it could be because he's just tired and burning the candle from all the ends it's it's one of those things where uh mistakes are made and what's odd and refreshing is that uh this batman actually admits when he makes a mistake mm-hmm. so uh i i think priest has a um has a pretty good handle on on not just batman but the justice league as as a whole um there's a you don't get a lot of time for everybody to shine, but everybody has a a unique voice, and this is a Justice League that's uh comprised of the two Green Lanterns, um Simon and Jessica, uh Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, Superman, Batman, and the Flash. But I'll get into it next week. All right. Cool. Cool. All right, everybody. Hey, 
We would uh, like to thank you for being here with us as usual. It has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get all your favorite funny books for a fraction of the price. One more time, DCBService.com. I do not have it in your travels. What? I got what? nothing else. Can you I just got... like pull one out of your ass? Uh, Tell people to watch X Files yeah, or, or just. I'm not Did even. You see last week's X Files? No. From seventies horror oh, film. Oh shit! Oh yeah. While, while you're at it, <laughs> check out Squirm. Perfect travels. Um, no, I, I just I gotta start stacking the books up. I just this this. Uh, all right, let's be honest. The Spider-Man thing pushed me off. <laughs> it pushed me off some books. So. Okay. As in. As in to read this, you. I gave up some stuff I didn't read because I wanted to get current okay. on the, uh, well, on the that's, thing. That's... Okay, all right. You know, because I I know we haven't we haven't oh, I haven't finished I haven't I haven't finished I haven't started the second issue of Rumble yet. I mean I know there are some things that we have, and I know that I I, I guess I could take Spy Seal off my list because I don't. Did you finish it, Vince? The fourth issue? No, I didn't finish it. Okay. I mean, which is why it's still hanging around on my list right, because I figured yeah. we'll eventually. Um, all right. So yeah. So so you really got nothing. Okay. What I'm else? Saying. Um, in your travels, um, I <laughs> there. This caught my eye, and I figured I'd give it a shot because. What the hell? It's part of the um, the Star Wars Adventures line from IDW. Mm-hmm. This is Star Wars Forces of Destiny, Rose and Page. And the writer is Delilah S. Dawson. Arts and Colors by Nicoletta Baldari. And it looks beautiful it is drawn in a very disney-esque um not disney princess style but very it, it it's it's a disney animated style looking book the backdrops are beautifully painted um it absolutely looks fantastic and rose and page are two of the Many females we see in Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Um, Rose being the woman who hung out with Finn for most of the movie. Paige being her bomber sister, who um, we see at the beginning of the movie. Uh, This obviously takes place before The Last Jedi. And uh, I just, I haven't finished the issue yet because I just, I'm like, I can't take my eyes off the pages. I don't even know what the hell the the characters are talking about because I'm just staring at at everything. Um, But this was definitely one where I, and yeah, like I said, I I saw the cover. I saw the, it's not even so much the cover that did it for me, but once I started flipping through it, I was, I was just kind of sold right there. So I will, um, I will read it. I 
this is an in your travels where it's 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 a gamble. It's like you know, every once in a while, just just take a chance on something. So I I, I can't say this is an in your travels because I can recommend this because I've read it and and if you enjoyed this, you like this. This is just one of those things where, um, um, swinging for the fences on this. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Um, don't we have some shout outs? Yes, we do. Uh, I'm going to hit I, the, the Patreon shout outs. Go for it. Vince. Then I'll do the other shout out. The Patreon shout out. Um, what's the level? Illuminati. Yes. Yeah. We have a new member of the Illuminati. Uh, goes by the name of Mr. Gary Arkell. And if you are a member of our uh, Facebook group, you already know this gentleman very well. He's very vocal. Comments Indeed. a lot. Yes. And he's a good man. And so we thank him very much, Mr. Gary Arkell, for being the newest member of our Illuminati tier. Yes. And then uh, before I do my inner travels, I wanted to mention, uh, well, we all wanted to mention that... Um, there is, there's a GoFundMe campaign that was launched today by uh, – the campaign was launched by our friend Swain Hunt, who many of you know as the one-third of the fantastic and uh, posthumous Sidebar podcast, which was an incredibly great podcast about uh, really all art, comic art, but other art as well. Uh, and Swain started the GoFundMe in support of one of the other uh, trio from the show, Mr. Ian Azuma Tiger, a.k.a. Adrian Johnson, who is uh, someone we've mentioned over the years quite a bit. Uh, in fact, we just saw Adrian um, at Heroes Con this past year. And unfortunately, uh, life has, has dealt Adrian a tough blow uh, of late. He um, he lost his uh, his job in middle of 2016 and had difficulty finding uh, new work in his uh, in his given career and rather than let it beat him he actually went back to school and got trained to do something else and found new work and things were turning around for them um, and then unfortunately uh, he had a very serious medical situation which now finds him uh, in need of um, dialysis and uh, a possible uh, well eventually he will need a uh, kidney transplant um, and any of you that have had to you know known that had to do this it's it's extremely time consuming and expensive and it's essentially un- unfortunately making it difficult for Adrian to uh, to, to work again and you um, look uh, it's it's if you don't know him it is what it is but but we know him and uh you know certainly i know he would do the same for us if we were in that position so um i just wanted to call everyone's attention to swain's gofundme um it's uh www.gofundme g-o-f-u-n-d-m-e.com uh slash and then the um the url is love for adrian johnson with dashes in between each word so love dash four dash adrian dash johnson or you can go to gofundme and search for adrian johnson but um it's basically a, a, a lifeline essentially to help he and his wife and two daughters um bridge this gap while he tries to get better um and it's a tough road ahead either way uh it's not to say that uh, this money's going to cure what is a very serious medical issue for him but 
Um, you know, if any of you have ever been in a tough financial spot, you know, the last thing that you want to worry about is being able to support, you know, your, your, your family in the midst of trying to, to do the rest of this stuff. So any little bit helps. And, uh, I know a lot of you listening know Adrian well, and we're not aware of his situation. Um, and so, uh, he's asking for help. And, uh, I certainly wanted to call that to, uh, everybody's attention. Um, now, uh, back to the comics, um, in your travels, there was a, a, a comic that, um, unfortunately fell victim to the current state of the direct market. And that is from dark horse, the once and future queen. And this is, uh, an extended EOC family related issue because, uh, it is drawn by Nick Brokenshire, who is a good friend and uh, a longtime listener and, and buddy of ours. He and Adam Nave and DJ Kirkbride, uh, all got together. And it's back when we first met, Nick, uh, when they were doing Amelia Cole. And then this was their next project. Uh, and it was a reimagining of the Arthurian legend. Uh, and in spite of incredibly positive, uh, critical reviews of the first few issues, uh, bluntly, the sales just weren't there. And Dark Horse canceled the book after two issues. It was supposed to be a five issue limited series. Um, but they did agree to let the creators finish the work and then put it out as a trade paperback. So this book never finished in singles and it never finished digitally, but the trade was released uh, in November and I, I pre-ordered it from DCB service and I finally got around to reading it and it's terrific. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a multitude of, of Arthurian legend reboots. In fact, we just talked about one, what about a month ago, Vince, right? With the, Oh, sort of ages. Yeah, sort of ages. Sure. Um, so, so it's not necessarily new ground, but I have to tell you, um, their version is terrific. It's it's um, the main character is named Ronnie Arturis, and she is a nineteen year old. Um, her her mother is. Well, I I can't I shouldn't say that. One of her parents is Indian, and one of her parents is 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 Caucasian British, um, and they live in Portland. And she is a chess prodigy, and on a tournament in London, what happens in the Arthurian legend? She comes across Excalibur, and they do a lot of fun stuff with this. Not only do they create a a you know, a, a version of Arthur who is a young, um, you know, mixed background uh, female protagonist. But um, when she pulls a, the Excalibur from the stone, Merlin shows up and Merlin is uh, in like a, a spaceman NASA suit because <laughs> people know that, you know, Merlin ages backwards. So he's from the future. And he explains to her that the, uh, you know, the Excalibur is really, um, you know, it's a magical thing. It's really the embodiment of, of the spirit of being, uh, the king or the queen in this case. And so, um, she's like, I can't carry this goddamn sword around. It's, you know, it's 2017, like what the hell? And so the sword becomes a tattoo of a sword on her arm. And, uh, it, that imbues her with, with the power. Uh, and she meets, uh, she meets a sexy blonde, woman named Gwen who is uh takes arms with her and her bestie Lance who is a uh, barista 
uh, at the coffee shop she hangs out with. And um, they, upon her pulling the sword, who takes notice? Well, it's Arthurian legend. Who do you think takes notice? Morgan Le Fay. <laughs> right? And, uh, and they, they, they decide to try and um, take back the earth. And so we get an influx of evil creatures and orcs and dark elves and all that sort of thing. And, and, and they're thrust into this adventure to, uh, to save our world and mankind. And um, it's, it's a terrific book. It's, it's, a, it's just an absolute shame. This is one of those books where it does prove that, that the direct market is just a fickle pickle because there's no, this is not a lack of quality. Uh, it looks great. It's upbeat. It's a per, you know, for in a, in a market where, you can't go a day without lamenting somebody lamenting the lack of, of, of diversity in comics or options. This book hits on everything. It's well done. It's a familiar trope. I mean, lots of people love the Arthurian legend, but done in an interesting way. Uh, it's, it's colorful. It's the dialogue snappy and it's a super diverse, interesting cast that uh, flips the script on um, a classic hero tale. And so uh, I sure hope that the trade is selling well, but um, friend or not, uh, this book needs to get more attention. So uh, give it a look. The Once in Future Queen, uh, published by Dark Horse, written by Adam Nave and DJ Kirkbride, and uh, a great job on art by uh, our friend Nick. So kudos to them. And hopefully the uh, the trade is, 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 is treating them right. Nice. Okay, everybody. Hey, let's do it. Say goodnight. David. Good night. A little long. David. Nice. Do us a solid and yourself and come over to our Facebook page. For um, the show, we have loveandoclockcomics.com. We're on the Twitter. We're all over the place. The Twitter? Yep. Love We're the Twitter. Yeah. Love the Twitter. It's my favorite. We're on the clap, We're on the clap chat. Yep. <laughs> We're on the two boob. <laughs> yep, truth. It's all that. We're Just... on itch. You can watch us play video games on itch. <laughs> And Vince, I'm serious tonight. It is. Uncharacteristically so. Bad about it. Seriously. It's not serious. Good night, everybody. It's just tired. Say goodbye. (laughs) We love you. Peace. Oh, thanks, guys. It was nice of you to to wish me luck with the Eagles. I appreciate that. (laughs) I'm I'm excited. Safe to say that you will never hear those words out of my mouth. It has nothing Man. to do with you at all. Oh it's gosh. a bunch of guys running around on a field. You That's just right, you it just, is. But why should we wish you luck? It'll be there because it's important to me. But that, even if I love flower guys, yeah, he's trying to justify it, figure it out in his head. <clears throat> Good luck. Thank you. Look at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. My son's having a bunch of uh, boys and girls over for the game. Who's he rooting for? He doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just know, well, I just know. I just know he hates the Patriots. 
but okay. he doesn't care who like he he's going to watch it reluctantly but he doesn't like the patriots and he's like okay you know eagles i guess but uh, he's he's nonplussed i think most of the nation is nonplussed yeah most of the nation hates the patriots and they don't yeah. want them to win again but the patriots are the favorites justifiably so and if you're a philly fan you love them but most of the country doesn't really have much of an opinion of the Eagles either, so I get it. I'm gonna be down in Philly representing. I my peoples are running out of gym, huh? Yeah, and I get they guess they have these inflatable big screens that you can get, right? I guess they do them at like uh, carnivals and stuff, like they yeah. for like movie nights. So they this crew got three of these inflatable projection screens. They're gonna put them inside of a gym. Get uh, food and drink and have a bunch of people. That should, should be fun fun setting. Win or lose. Hopefully win, but... You have a good time, Bill. Yeah. Thank you. Say bye. Bye. Fly, Eagles, fly. Oh, look at you on the road to victory. Such a suck ass. <gasps> what? <laughs> Dude, he's happy when his friends are happy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, and it oozes up out of you. This, I, I, w- I, was, I was gushing with happiness this week. From the, the football to the wrestling to, the, to everything. Oh, my God. That's all right. You hate seeing us happy. I don't Reels. hate seeing you happy. I hate non-part... <sighs> I hate... Not participating, and I'm not going to participate when you're talking about wrestling or football. I'm not. I got nothing to say. Yeah, she's fat. You know, like I don't know what to say. <laughs> of all the things, he picks up on Oscar. I know. Okay. Oh, shit. Bye. Let's get out of here. Ladies. <laughs>